This is the Trust the Wizards podcast, and we're not talking about the election. Welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. The election is gone and forgotten. Now, the country has gone crazy for cricket. Not least the man who says the best type of music is chin music. The balladeer with the bat, the funkster in the field, and the blues man with the ball. He takes a long run to make deliveries that swing both ways before making a silly point. It's Kicker of Els. Yes, hello. And a man who has made a specialism of bowling a new wave of no balls. And sending wides and beamers down the tracks, he picks up his batting axe and does huge swipes at Henry Cow Corner. 
And in the end, to make it more musical, he asked the opposition, can you put a bell in it? It's Sharifo Garbanzo. How's that? Who's been hit for six. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm Kicker of Elves, and I'm wearing a hat. You certainly are. Yeah. Would, you, would you like to uh, describe the hat to, for our listener? Um, do you know what? It reminds me, you know the Jungle Book? Yes. Um, oh, Baloo. Baloo, yeah. yeah. Like his hat, but it's got a propeller on the top. It has got a propeller on it. And what does it say on the front? Oh, hang on. It says GBV. It does, yeah. Baloo it, doesn't wear a hat, does he? What am I thinking of here? I know. Asterix the Gaul. <laughs> Asterix the Gaul. They were those little hats. Oh, yeah. Blue and white. Yeah. 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 I reckon. Yeah. Enough of that. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a red and yellow thing with a, with a silver propeller on. That actually, mm. that, that noise you can hear, listener, is, is the propeller being spun. Yes. But why are you wearing such a hat? Well, today is the day that I bring in my... Can you say it? <laughs> Most prized Guided by Voices record. Wow. This, this is uh, the album Propeller by mm-hmm. Guided by Voices. Uh, and this is issue num- or number 288 out of 500, hand numbered by Robert Pollard. Um, and it was originally released as 500 copies. Um, and all the covers are hand- or were hand-decorated by the band. Uh, Pete Jamison, who's the manager for Life, uh, and some of the band friends... Uh, and these albums were given to radio stations as promotion for the band, but since the Guided by Voices was relatively unknown at that mm. time, which is 1992, um, most of them have been lost and forgotten in the archives. As opposed to the household name that they are now. In- indeed, say, indeed yeah. so. Um, but in- due to the increasing number of fans who are discovering Guided by Voices, you see, uh, more and more of the original albums are being rediscovered, and uh, they're, they're finding their way onto various websites... Um, including this one. This is number 288. Uh, it's the only one uh, that is exactly like that, handmade. It's the only album I've got that's still in its plastic cover because it is uh, an artefact. Uh, anyway, it's not really crude or anything, but how mm. much? Over a grand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You sure it? No. Yes! <laughs> yes, thieves <laughs> are. Thieves out. over there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pass. You have insured it. Because yeah, I, I did it, I, I just spilled my tea on it. That's not funny. No, I'm sorry, it's not funny. No, no. In fact, I'm not happy with you holding it. Yeah, there you go, I'll give it back yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To you. Anyway, um, slightly over ten years ago, to commemorate the, the scat reissue of this album, um, featuring reproductions of original sleeves, uh, what I'm wearing now, this limited edition propeller beanie hat, <laughs> uh, was released. Yeah, also, it. equally numbered between one and five hundred. Uh, what number do I have? I'm going to take it off. I'm sweating in it a little bit. There you go. Is it very, where, where's, it, where, is it, where's the number? On the, uh, on the that card there. That card. Uh, that card there. Yeah. Two hundred eighty-eight. Oh yes. So so yes 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 yes. Uh, so actually, two hundred and four of these were made. Uh, with plans to make the rest after the distributor of the beanies restocked their shelves, and nothing ever happened, and they all got a bit lost. Uh, and a few of them were sold back in the day. I didn't get one back in the day, uh, but I got one about three months ago. Because yeah. uh, Trader Vic, yeah. uh, who is very big in Guided by Voices folklore, uh, put them up on sale again, so he found them. And said, if you got in touch and said what album you've got, mm. he'll, he'll send it. And uh, For nothing? No, 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 no. Oh, right. uh, Another thousand quick. Well, no, 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 no <laughs> a, a little bit less than that. So, yeah, so there you go. And uh, so it only seemed right and proper uh, that I play a song from the, the Propeller album. Oh, by the way, I should say, this cover which, as I said, is, is one of 
500 different covers, uh, came second in a, in a poll of best, of best covers for Propeller. I know you will have voted. I know <laughs> yeah. I did. Uh, there you go. There's a little, I've got a little page here, which is good. That's, that was the one that came first, and there's, there's the one. So out of 500 different covers, that's the second best? Yeah. Most you most, second most popular, yeah. yeah. And all 500 yeah. are different from covers. There are, there are quite a few quite similar, to be honest. Right. I mean, because these, these are, what, what do you call that printing? Silk, silk yeah. screens Screen or something. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, enough of all that. Let's listen to, to Guided Voices. Now, I know that you're, you're very excited uh, as, as yes. when I, I bring Guided Voices. We're to, always to excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so let's throw, let's have a great party today for very much the rest of our lives. Uh, we'll throw the switch. It's rock and roll time, and what do we say when it's rock and roll time? We say GBV, 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 GBV. Yeah. 
Not 
Boltonian anchor of the Trust the Wizards podcast, Rebel Rickin, a bold man. Hey, that was Stevie Wonder there. With the song Black Man from the classic album Songs in the Key of Life. Funky uh, that, wasn't it? Oh yes, funkier than funkier than than funky uh, given. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you can become, become funky? Yeah, because obviously we're kind of indie rock guys, aren't we? So the, the dog whistle sound stores are four four time and crunching uh, distorted guitars. Yeah. And, and I spent more than a good 30 minutes listening to that song, and I felt something inside myself. Your chin starts to jut, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a bit of that going on, yeah. yeah. Chicken, chicken head. Yeah, chicken yeah. head. Yeah. yeah, and then physical moves yeah. to the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It's a and groove. It's a groove. Yeah. And then yeah. your buttocks thrusting. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Irresistible, irresistible, and yeah. and I played what that. What a great song that well, is! Well, I played that last Huge week. Huge fan of Stevie Wonder because um, uh, when we were doing our recent political podcast, oh, I yes. know we're not going to talk about politics, but no. uh, and someone, I think it was Ballard, maybe, uh, requested we play Big Brother by Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, and uh, it was uh, we someone. Was that you, Kicker Bells? We can't possibly. Said, we're not playing that. I hate Stevie Wonder. I can't believe. And that. I was genuinely <laughs> taken aback that anybody would would profess to know anything about music and would say <laughs> I hate Stevie Wonder if it was me if it was and I'm not saying it was okay. but, but if it was I would suggest that I was thinking very much of Ebony and Ivory ah, okay. as, a, as yeah. opposed to uh, Black Man which uh, well, is a fantastic song and in fact that whole album's supposed to be very good isn't it is that his, his masterpiece Songs in the Key of Life the, well I'd say he's got five masterpieces that being the fifth oh really uh, all the albums he did from um up to that one, Music of My Mind. It was about four years and he did five albums. Music of My Mind, I might not get the order right, but Innovisions, Talking Book, which is also acknowledged as the big classics, Music of My Mind, and one that's called, I think it's called Fulfilling Mrs. First Finale or something like that. It's got a lot of f's in it. <laughs> uh, fulfilling, I think it's called Fulfilling Mrs. First Finale. Is it? Something along those lines. Uh, yeah. Is it time uh, for a quiz? Is it? Is it a Stevie Wonder quiz? A Stevie Wonder? Can you name that man? Will Stevie Wonders never... Will will Wonders never cease? (laughs) Okay, it's a Stevie Wonder-based quiz based on that one song. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I'm going to give you the name of a character in that song, so if you have been listening, this might help you. Yeah. Name the character in the song, you tell me if it's a black man, a white man, a red woman, Mm. a pink dolphin, Mm. you tell me. Okay. 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 Who's going first? Start an easy one. Uh, It's it's, it's Shemitha Garbanzo first. It always gets easy. Yeah, Thomas Edison, and, and, and if he can show that in, in the style. Thomas Edison, a white man. That's one point. That's one point. Yeah. I don't know. I'll that. try and give you. I'll, I'll try and give you one. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, a yellow man. A yellow man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You get more difficult now. Squanto. Is that for me? Yep. Uh, a red man. <laughs> yes, it's correct. <laughs> correct. It's a red man. Yeah. Right. For you uh, uh, kick around. Yeah. 
Pedro Alonso Nino. I'm going to say a brown man. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> the guide on the first Columbus trip. Uh, right, okay. Um, so, kicker of elves. Oh, Sorry, no, no, no. I'm confused already. Shreetha Gobanza. Garrett Morgan invented the world's first stoplight and the gas mask. Uh, he was a... a Black man. He was a black man, yes. He's <laughs> in rather well, yeah. <laughs> Benjamin Banneker, man who helped design the nation's capital, mm. made the first clock to give time in America and wrote the first almanac, as you probably know. The first album about what? <laughs> almanac. Oh. <laughs> uh, a black man. Is a black man. Very good. Right, okay, and I'm not wrong all day, so this is the last two. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, shall we go back to Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, the first heart surgeon. Mm. Was a... I, I do actually know that bit from the song, I think. He's a black man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> right, okay, then. It's uh, to get this wrong, then. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Uh, Capital of L's. Misho Cushy. What's up? Going from your Polish accent there, I'm going to say, is a yellow woman. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you that. It's a yellow man. Oh. It's a yellow man. Okay, should we throw quick fire? Dennis Banks. Uh, a black man? It's a wrong answer. Yes! Are these just people you've no, met? No, no, no. <laughs> Dennis Banks. No, he's a guy over the road. Good point. No, for a steal, for a steal, this yeah. you could win it here. Uh, Harriet Tubman. That's a woman. It is. A black woman. Good lord, that's it. The wonders never cease. Yeah. It's Kicker of Elves winning the quiz. Stevie Wonder expert. Kicker of Elves, a fat man. <laughs> As we mature in years, we often incur some children. And what is sometimes easily overlooked about children is that they are likely to live in a confined space with you for a number of decades. And you know what? You can actually become quite attached to them. Also, you become a unit with a creative dynamic. A good analogy would be a classic band. If we confer a family to, say, the Beatles, the mother and father obviously would take the lead role, so that would make me the John Lennon character, uh, and Mrs Rickett being sort of Paul McCartney, talented but with a softer, friendlier side. Um, we're backed up by George Harrison, a figure, who's cute but with a darker, more cynical side. And, of course, Ringo, who everyone likes, is fun, loyal, and keeps the group together. Anyway... Ringo is leaving the band. It's fine. They're off to pursue solo projects. And she's not, they've not even ruled out the possibility of a reunion uh, when the time's right. But it's clear, you know, that they're out for the time being. Now, obviously, just like when the Beatles split up, there's a lot of strong emotions in there and a feeling of emptiness for the legions of fans. And it's a shame that some people don't have the emotional tools to communicate about the gravity of such issues and may even attempt to hide behind banal and crass analogies and maybe to communicate through playing music that expresses their feelings in ways that they are incapable of doing themselves. Mm. So here's a great song by Maria McKee. <laughs> it's called I Forgotten Was It Was In You That Put The Need In Me.
And old flames weep in the backs of taxis I saw you, I see you, I wouldn't want to be you And all the doors are open but the bouncers know your face And the girls don't see you now, they won't hear you now They just want to dance with those baby-faced boys But you could take them all, these fucking amateurs in their sisters' clothes And unnecessary spectacles Unnecessary spectacle, that's what you are The last man standing, a remnant, what remains You wear these shoes because they fit and they're comfortable And fuck going home, give me chip shop scuffles And screaming sirens and romance among the rats I saw him, I see him, I shouldn't want to be him So stick your earbuds in and catch their eyes What's the worst that could happen? You kept up drink for drink 
and line for line But they still won't wink and they still won't smile And you'll wake up at tea time with hammers in your head And holes in your heart I saw me, I see me, I'm not sure I want to be me But don't worry, it's not a mistake if you don't remember it So tumble on, guilt's like a bad smell The longer you live with it, the less you even notice As long as you're falling forward Your Pepe Le Pew, your sir drinks a lot Sir flirts a lot, sir tugs a lot The libidinous paterfamilias, a concupiscent pisspot You're just another fat drunk dad in trainers Who likes a pint and hates buying clothes But better grey hair than me hair And there's nothing to drink at home There's nothing to think at home The fridge is empty, the cupboard is bare Your bed is cold, but never fear There's always another promise to break tomorrow And always another night to forget And hell mend you, but God loves a trial So let us pray So that was Bill Wells and Aidan Moffat with the song The Unseen Man from their new album, their second album, in fact, as a combination. This is The Most Important Place in the World, which has that nuclear family on the front of it. Look. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Ah, I recognise those guys, yeah. So that's, uh, as I say, their second album. The, the first being 2011's Everything Getting Older, Everything's Getting Older, which was a particular favourite. And that had a really house. good song about a funeral, didn't it? Copper which Top. You, which you put on a that was my best, best of the Year, year mix, yeah, didn't right, you? Yeah. That was very good, and that was also that song was also very very good. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an enormous departure from what he's, he's, what he's been doing for God knows how many no. years with uh, uh, Arab Strap. But you know, as he has got older and his audience have presumably got older, then some of the stories he's telling uh, yeah. are getting older, or, yeah. the, or the protagonists are getting older. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it resonated. <laughs> well, it res- tell you what really resonated. It reminded me of last summer. Uh, when uh, me and Mr Fingers went to that Long Division Festival in Wakefield, and at the end of it, when all the bands had finished, we 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 were still had a bit of energy, and we thought, well, let's go for another another couple of beers somewhere. So we went to a a club, ah. which was full of young people mm. and far too trendy for yeah. for the likes of us. Um, and when we were there, we were reflecting on it, and we were saying, do you remember when we used to go to this place and that place in Brighton or Southampton or wherever when we were teenagers? And we used to look at the old people who were in there. And we used to go, Jesus, if, if, if we're ever that guy, <laughs> yeah, that's right, you know, yeah. how sad is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you will tell me, won't you, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm still going to places <laughs> like this when I'm, when I'm... And we were probably saying, when I'm in my 20s. Yeah, you know, yeah, never yeah. mind what, at the end of the age I am. You see, when you see just another fat dad in terms of likes of pints, who hates buying clothes. But, but, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. Thing, the thing that we remarked upon when we were there was just, it, and it's exactly what it says, the unseen man, we were completely invisible right, yeah. to the people there. It was yeah. like, it was like we, we didn't exist. It wasn't like anybody noticed us and kind of and stayed away from us even. No. It was just like Too we weren't invisible. there. No, we've, we've had that same conversation. I don't know if you remember when we've come out of a, a gig at the Philharmonic, I remember particularly, um, and we were, we were sat in a, you know, 
kebab oh, shop or something. Yeah. And there was there's a lot of action going yeah, on outside. Yeah. There's sort of groups of people that you don't know if it's going to kick off or yeah. or what. And we could happily just sit there in the window watching mm. it, knowing full well there's absolutely no chance of us getting involved in it because mm. I don't didn't even know we were there. We weren't actors in the play. No, no, we, no. we were we were you know we weren't a threat. No, sexually or physically. No. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, but do you think it's a miserable song? Listen to it, I was kind of worried that this is sort of your most negative narrative going on in your head that you could imagine, just being so self-critical. But then I thought, no, it's not. It's actually really mature because it's knowing, isn't it? Mm. You understand well, all I think it, you come to terms with it. I, mean, I don't it, care. It is, it is obviously, you know, there's a, there's a tirade of negativity, if you like, mm. but, but, you know, the, the ending where there's a, the choir comes in and all that, it's quite uplifting mm. in a way. Mm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an, a bur- an unburdening of concern, perhaps. Well, it's all like, yeah, it's, all, it's cathartic. It's like, mm. I know. Yeah, it's not a problem. I know. <laughs> Might have said that. There are, you know, the uh, hammers in your head, hammers in your heart. <laughs> yes. Like Pepe Le Pew, at least you're falling forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, he's never, he was never really much for singing about happy times. Really? <laughs> no, uh, no. Even when he was singing about going out and having a great time, uh, you know, stuff like the first big weekend and stuff. There was always quite a main, major downside yeah, to it's it. Quite messy. Uh, hangover. All the sex. Know, or, I mean, even when he does down, get yeah. to have sex, it's all a bit messy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what are you fingering there? I'm fingering. Oh, uh, the this is the the what do you call this? A booklet inside the album, and it's got all the words on it, uh, and it's got all the chords. So you can kind of, oh, right. you know, do your own <laughs> jolly versions <laughs> around the piano, get the whole family around the piano, <laughs> and, uh, you know, sing oh. about uh, unnecessary spectacles. Anyway, so before that... Yeah, who was that then? Maria McKee. Oh, yes. Maria, Maria McKee. McKee. From the album, Maria McKee. Yeah. The first debut solo album. Where'd you get that album from? Well, she should be from bought me that. From the, uh, that as, as a one-play album club gift. Wasn't that nice of me? It was yeah. very, very good. I did actually buy an album for both the other Wizards, uh, spending a massive one P on Amazon. Uh, uh, I bought that one for you, and I bought uh, the drugstore album for... The first drugstore album for... Kicker, but that one never turned up. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I contacted them and they gave me a refund. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've noticed here, yeah. it sounds sound a little bit to me like, um, you know, you know those, you go to a big Springsteen concert mm. and you, you queue up all day for it and then you're, you're in your, your spec and, and you're drinking mm. and, and your bladder's really full. Yeah. And then at some point, Bruce will, will you know, because he loves his audience, mm. he'll say, Patty, come and sing a number here. Come up front and centre. The Patty Schialfa sing this lead song. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your Maria McKee right there, isn't it? It's where, where everyone goes for a piss. I like, I like <laughs> Patty. She's great. Yeah. So, well, uh, so that didn't break you emotionally. When you're, I thought you just pissed on the floor, didn't you? How dare you? Well, How dare he you? He pisses know. into cans. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's got some standards. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, I quite like Lone Justice. Uh, there's, uh, was there some? Can I, oh, I, I, I found, I found love. love. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the first I saw. They did that on Whistle Test, yeah. uh, and uh, I fell in love with this weird yelping. There's yodelling on that song. Uh, there's definitely yodelling on that song. Well, she's got a high singing voice. There's yodelling. She's got. I mean, yeah. There's, there's yodelling, yeah. and and uh, I'm sorry, I, I found that quite dreary. And uh, uh, interesting, I didn't know the album. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the the artwork has come to my attention, and uh, the her face on that cover, 
was pretty much like my face listening to it. Right. Sombre. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it, if they'd had some of her other albums on for One Piece, I would have definitely bought you them instead because whilst I do like that album a hell of a lot, uh, and it is, it was one that was, it's got a ten out of ten in Enemy, uh, which it, nobody got ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think I think. Well, sure, it wasn't a one point. Medellica got ten out of ten, and yeah. and Spike got ten out of ten. But in those days, nobody used to get ten out of ten. But that one did. Um, and uh, it was quite acclaimed at the time, uh, and people thought this is going to be the album that uh, really catapults her, catapults her, and it didn't really happen for her. Uh, but she made subsequently better. That was a bit overproduced, I find. I it's, it's by, um, what's his name? Elton John. Mitchell Froome. Oh. Who's met, he, so it sounds a bit like... Tronios. No, him. Mitchell Froome, he's, he's, uh, he's Suzanne Vega's husband. Oh, he produces all that ah, stuff. Okay. So, yeah. and, and that sounds a bit like that. With a different kind of voice. I've but, got a, uh, I found an interesting fact out. Uh-huh. Can, you, can you name uh, an 80s song written about Maria McKee? Written about... Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Uh, and, I, uh, and I was sorry, I'm slightly taken aback because I thought you were going to ask a different question. Oh. Uh, yes, Real Gone Kid Real Deacon Gone Blue Deacon is Blue. about her. Yeah. yeah. Can you name... Can I just say, this is I, fantastic just, I, don't, I don't like Deacon Blue, but I'd rather listen to that than that. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you name a song that uh, Miriam McKee wrote? Two songs that Miriam McKee wrote that were not UK number one singles. No. In, one of them was Show Me Heaven, which is a big ballad that was the theme tune to a Tom Cruise film, which isn't particularly good, uh, which came out just after that album. Uh, uh, the other one wasn't by her. I can't know. Uh, she wrote A Good Heart, you know, um, Fergal Sharkey. Oh. A Good Heart these days is hard to find. Well, I, I, I knew nothing about it No, I realised I knew absolutely nothing. Yes, okay, Fergal. Yeah, no, that, exactly. He's in the room. <laughs> He's good. Do you know who, which, which other 80s chart topping superstar sang backing vocals on Fergal Sharkey's A Good Heart? Oh, Green. Green from Squitty Politty? Yes. I don't think he was a chart topping superstar. Oh. Prince. No. Sheer Easton. <laughs> no. no. Uh, Good. Poor George. Uh, Poor George is on back of that. Uh, yeah. I didn't really like the LP very much. Did you not? But I really yeah. like that song. <laughs> so back to Ringo. Obviously, as people's lives move on, they form new relationships, which those around them have to get used to. And of course, it helps if they can share their concerns and frustrations to enable the process of accommodation of the change dynamics in the group and make sure they can hold on to what they value and don't lose each other. However, many people don't have the temperament, emotional language or courage to have these conversations. So one idea is to compile a group of songs relating to the subject matter and put them on a mixtape and give them to the individual in the hope that they'll understand the message contained therein. And this does the job for them without all those messy words and emotions. Anyway, in relation to nothing in particular, here's Stephen Jones with First Boyfriend. <laughs> like the way you smoked a cigarette And you like the way he did his hair And you wanted what he had Wanted what he had so bad And he treated the girls like shit but you wanted a piece of it Yeah, you wanted to be him Wanted to be him so bad He 
Gets on the bus at the back with his friends While he fucking the condensation Yeah, you wanna sit with him Wanna sit with him so bad And he looks at you when he laughs And all the girls behind your shoulder Yeah, you wanna be them You wanna be them so bad He's only a fan
the stars of Cockney Punk uh, by Corporal Machine and the Bombers. Uh, they, that's the former band of Ewan Hartley, who's the singer of uh, Pit Ponies, uh, who were on Trashmouth Records with Fat White Family, who uh, came to my attention when they featured on one of my favourite compilations last year, um, thinking about moving to Hastings, which you might remember we played some mm, yeah. stuff on there. He used to be a solo artist called Ewan Corporal Machine, until he assembled various uh, Romford musicians around him, and they became the Bombers. Uh, and they've just released uh, a Name Your Price download, this album of demos. Uh, I think it's quite a few years old. And there's some guitars and brass. It's a bit of a knees-up kind of thing. Lots of songs about drinking and pubs. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, it's skiffle in it. it well, it, it, it's described on one of this website. I don't know where, I can't remember where it is. Euphoric Skiffle Punk. Oh, there you go, yeah. 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 Um, very, very good. I, I, yeah. I mean, I haven't really got a lot to, to say apart from that. I really like that. I like like the combination of that, that percussion sound yeah. uh, and the sort of the, the very mod type mm. brass parps. Yeah. Um, and the it's whole, very, the, really I had real difficulty choosing one song off that album of demos to, um, as far as I can tell, uh, I've been trying to find out, but as far as I can tell, the band Pit Ponies don't seem to have released an album. There's a the, just recently for Record Store Day there was a there was a, a sort of six track EP of songs on Trashmouth Record bands on Trashmouth Records, uh, which you could buy the download of for a couple of quid. So I bought that and it's fantastic. There's another brilliant song by them on there, um, but you know this old band he was in are also fantastic. You know, there's some really... connection with the TV personalities, isn't there? I don't know about that. Well, it's, it, it sounds a bit like them. Yeah. He sounds he sounds a bit like he's been involved with the kind of uh, what's his name the Medway guy. Oh, uh, well, Billy Charles. Charles yeah, it's, it's, it's in that vein. Yeah, yeah. But vocally, it also reminds me a bit of John Otway. Yes. No, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did, did nothing strike you as surprising about this song? Well, the the duet part? The fact the, the, that it the, seems to be a duet, but the... But the, the, the duet, the, yeah. The they're duet. not singing the right parts. Well, they said they're not singing the right... They could well be singing the right parts. Yeah. They could well be singing the right parts. No, I'm as gay-friendly as the next man, right? Mm, yeah. So, so and I, I have no problem with this. I am that next man. But I know. I have no problem with this. In fact, I'm quite excited by it. Mm. <laughs> Not that I'm gay, yeah. but just it's 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 exotic. It's interesting. Yeah. And your man, I can't. Ewan. Ewan. Yeah. Ewan. Who's, have you have you seen the YouTube video of this? I've seen a video of them playing it live. Is that the same thing? Uh, yeah. Very possibly. Uh, you'd be normal. You'll, you'll oh yeah, know. he kisses the other band member. At the start, start. Starts yeah. off. Yeah. Starts off. Gives gives his, gives his singer fellow singer singer guitarist big mm. snog. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Fair enough, isn't it? Friendly, yeah. Fair enough. That's he's, how we start every podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. He says, he says, this song's about how he's fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> so you think, that's quite startling, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and, you know, that the whole thing, it's like, it's like a Jerry Springer-style re- revelation about them drinking too much and having sex with each other. No, no, I mean... I don't think it's true, Rebel. Because if you see any... There's some other YouTube videos from the same gig yeah. and they're qu- clearly quite inebriated. I think they're just having a laugh. They're just having a laugh. I think so. I don't know if it, well, yeah, you believe whatever you choose to believe. I, I, uh, I, 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 I like, like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then they sing the parts they're singing. Mm. You know, they are, they are singing like they're lovers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and they could have been the stars of Cockney Punk, mm. but it's it's all gone wrong because you got drunk on Special Brew, and you shagged the bass player. Mm. Of course, they're all yeah. singing beyond great mates. Yeah. But um, uh, very exotic. Yeah, very clever. Yeah. It should have had much more than two hundred eighty-two views. <laughs> Look what Lady Gaga got. Basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then before that, then we had uh, oh. your your latest Stephen Jones uh, yeah. selection. Yeah. Uh, this is from the album No Message, which is the third of 
of three in the trilogy. He's, of course, we've talked about this before, but actually subsequently he's released a, a fourth. But he's, he's now released what he's describing as the last album by Baby Bird. But hasn't he just this week also released an album under the name of Arthritic Kid? Uh, Some more instrumental uh, stuff. Ah, uh, is there a new one? There's, I think that's just come out this there week. There has been an older one by Arthritic Kid. Well, um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'm getting confused. But, okay, maybe there's a new one but, out. He, he, said he does he, release quite a lot. He said that the, uh, the, the albums that he'd made with, with, the, with the singing on them was, um, had caused him to become ill yes, with that's the stress right. of them, so that's he wouldn't right, be yeah. doing that again. Yeah, um, that's right. But I, I, thought, I thought I'd seen on Twitter in the last couple of days another new album. Uh, uh, there was an EP. Maybe. There was an EP of extra songs from the last album. Um, actually, I wrote to him when, when the last album came out and said, surely this, this isn't really the last one, and he's, he said that uh, it is under that name, but he's going to come back under a new guise. Yeah. Um, but those Stephen Jones albums are brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Really, uh, that, that song was. Really, I found that really evocative of uh, that period in that you were reflecting on, and, and yeah. uh, the, the stuff about you know the kid who writes the writes fuck in the in, in the condensation, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, and and all that stuff. It just reminded me of lots of stuff from when I was uh, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Well, considering I mean the the volume of stuff he's putting out. It's it, it's good, you know. The, the words yeah. are really yeah. intricate, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, meaningful. And uh, did you tell me that when you heard that it made you cry? It did make me cry. Mm, yes. yes, it's yes. another one of those songs. Well, so did Maria McKee, to be fair. Oh dear. Yeah. And well, so, so did Cotton Bowers. That's <laughs> Maria McKee brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> Kickers question time. Hello. Uh, yes. Now it's been a while, so you've had plenty of time. To do your to research. To forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm expecting... Have we had many replies? Oh, I've been inundated, as always. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first question I asked you, which is a Rebel Ricket friendly question, I felt, was uh, about e-music, which you're, you are a, a user of. Patron. Um, and the question was, what was the first commercially available LP released through e-music? Yeah. Did you find that out? Yeah. Was it TMFX Lords? No. Was it Billy Jean <laughs> no, by no, Michael Jackson? It wasn't, no. It was, it was, was it a... the solo album by E from uh, um, Eels, yeah. the Eels guys. E no, literally no. E music. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Is yeah, it no, e's, it e's a good, Ebenezer. Good. <laughs> no, it, it is somebody we played in the pod, though. Does it begin with an E? Uh, the, in, do you know, there's no E in any of the name. Right, so someone we played in the pod who doesn't have an E on their name. Mm. Baby Bird. No. No. Okay, carry on. Good. You're going to tell us the answer. I am. Yeah, it's Frank Black and the Catholics. Ah, which one of their? I guess their first one. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the first question. So well done, everybody. Amazing. Got that right. Thanks, yeah. thanks everybody who wrote in. <laughs> uh, now the second second question uh, was uh, where does the camera in the name Aztec camera come from? Well, it's a, isn't it a device which uh, turns physical things onto pieces of paper or, or card? It's a camera. You know? It is related to the word camera. Do I get a point? <laughs> no. No, okay. no. Uh, uh, no, no idea. Is it some kind of primitive uh, friend image of the, making? Friend yeah. of the band. No, no, not friend of the band. Man of the band. <laughs> Roddy Frame. Uh-huh. Roddy Frame, you know him. We're yes. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah, 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 that's what yeah. you were trying to say. I was, yeah. yeah. Roddy Frame apparently liked this song more than any other. we
So that was um, Camera Camera by Teardrop Explodes, the B-side of Sleeping Gas, which apparently was uh, Willie Frame's favourite song at the time, and he named the band Astic Camera after that. Good for him. Came to with that. Now, there you go. So two new, more questions. New questions. Two new questions. Oh, yes, you'll yes. like you'll like these, and you can probably research them if you if you're so minded. My uh, my first question is: Which band released the first record on the legendary Liverpool label? And home of Half Man Half Biscuit and JD Meatyard, Pro Plus. So, what was the, the first release on that? Presumably, it's none of those bands you just mentioned. It isn't. Yeah. Uh, and the second question is uh, Who did Bob Dylan first record on record with? Kickers Question Time! Okay, the agenda of this show is to find music, that, music that's, I'd say, under the radar, but off the scale of greatness. Mm, that's nice. I think yeah, that's the agenda. That's very good, yeah. Now, there's a fella uh, who I think shares a lot of our, our sense of music, uh, called John Robb. Uh, and I think I've been listening to the sort of thing he's been saying for the last 30 years. Uh, and you can catch him on Loader Than Wall website right now, and, and with his band The Membranes. Uh, and and Gold Blade. Gold Blade, what? Of course I knew that. Uh, and this year he turned 54. Yeah. Uh, and um, what he did for his 54th birthday, I don't know if you saw this. Mm. But he put together a list of his 54 tunes. Not necessarily the best, but the, the point of that, when he was 54, the point of thing, well, okay, well, I want to hit 54 tracks, things that I really like. Mm. And um, so I thought, well, that's interesting because mm. he's, he knows a bit, doesn't he, this fella? Uh, so I thought, I wonder if there's a little gem on there. Yeah. And some surprises, but some not surprises. I mean, God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols, you might expect that. Yeah. The Saints, Know Your Product was in there. Oh, very good, yeah. Something about the Stone Roses, I'd wager. Was on there. Uh, a little bit of that. Strawberry Fields Forever. forever. Um, my Little Stick of Black Bull Rock. <laughs> George Formby. George Formby, yeah. Oh, I'm being the fall the damn straw. Classic. See, I'm, I'm now trying to see if there's a Stone Roses track on here. Uh, Nirvana, Godspeed, You Black Emperor, The Buzzcocks, The Dead Kennedys. So lots of them I knew. Mm. But I didn't know uh, someone called Jarbo. Oh, yeah. Jarbo Lavender Girl. And what he says is that this is off-kilter genius from a Jarby, as he calls it, uh, for individuality and vision. Also see Daniel DiPicato. But it's best just to say, here's Jarbo with Lavender Girl.
They look like us now. Fracking toasters. I'm not quite sure what that means, but uh, I can tell you that that was Emperor X with the song Erica Western Teleport. The, the song mentions Cylons yes. from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, that was a little Battlestar Battle Galactica um, thing. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. okay. They look like us now. They, Is that they, what they, they say? The, the robots, some of the robots of. Uh, well, I knew, I knew there was a Battlestar Galactica. The Cylons Star look, look, like, yeah. look yeah, like people, yeah. so yeah. how can you tell them apart? You could be one of them. I could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what the song's about, isn't it? It's this, this, this lonely survivalist who's, who's found a, um, a diary, or a binder anyway, a Battlestar Galactica binder, and well, he falls found in love with the, the long-lost, or I guess long-lost writer of it. No? Yeah, is well, isn't you? there a bit like, later on in the song where he's talking about um, like getting a film developed, or, or, or uh, he had a camera with some stuff on it he was trying to decode, and he, he's talking about USB ports and stuff. Uh, yeah, so you, you yeah, took a year or two off to decode what the camera pulled in because the USB port fried. Punching till your hands tired, jerking at the firewire, narcissistic film watcher. So, yeah, I didn't... It's, it's a weird song. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's great. I, it kind of reminds me of Mountain Goats and Ben Folds and all kinds of different things. I thought it reminded me of Fog, actually, as well. Yeah, and, and also a band that I'm tr currently trying and failing to persuade you guys to come and see me with in Manchester next month, The Burning Hell, sound a bit like this as well. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, but it's, 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 a, it's also kind of a song of, I don't know, what's he saying, don't think of her, just don't think of her. And then at the end of the song he says, don't think of her doing all these things. And then he just says, yeah, but... Then think of that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, it's it's new to me. This it's not a new album. Um, I can't remember when it came out. Actually, uh, it's been out a while. I can't read that small print on there. Uh, it was brought to my attention by two thousand and eleven. Oh, there you go. There. By uh, a guy on, on one of the guided by voices forums that I'm on. When, there's this thing called um, Not for the Masses. It's a uh -huh. it's a little group where people just share music that they think might be interesting that's, that's not been heard and he put this on and I thought it was absolutely fantastic so I, I've, I've gone out and bought quite a lot of his stuff this guy is Emperor X he's a guy called Chad Matheny um, and following on from Guided by Voices interestingly the little link here he's a, a former high school teacher maths and science teacher uh, so there's a lot of uh, mathematical and there's a lot of sciencey things at in this, it. At this, yeah, and also computer references. That's computer right. Yeah. References to computer hardware. Just looking through the lyrics and the uh, and the song titles here. Yeah. Uh, there's a song called "The Magnetic Media Storage Practices of Rural Pakistan." Right. Which I, I think I think I I, uh, I did an essay about that. Oh, did you? In my, in my degree. Yeah. There you go. So he's, he's a really interesting interesting fellow. He's been around a while. Um, and uh, I got some information about him. He apparently he toured his first two albums um, in a Greyhound bus, uh, just kind of carrying a guitar and effects pedals around America with him. Um, and uh, on this this particular, this is his third album. Uh, there are it's played on twentieth century instruments, but excavated during the twenty second century. Or that's kind of the the feel of it, or something like that. that's what it's trying to do. Um, and the sustain pill on the piano is permanently stuck. The guitars flare and flicker like fireworks. And a low-level headache hum thrums underneath everything. Which uh, sounds like my life, really. <laughs> um, but uh, he's, uh, he's obviously very obsessed with technological advancements. Um, and he's described this record as a dark record from my average kind of record. I'm not quite sure what that means. Uh, but it's coming out of a pretty dark, exploratory, sweaty, breathless place in my life. But the really interesting thing about this is... To pro promote, not this album, but a previous album, what he did was that he buried 41 nodes. Oh, what's a node? 
things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nodes in inverted commas. At different random locations throughout North America, there were 41 little capsules buried. Yeah. Uh, and each of these nodes, as he calls them, uh, contained a cassette which had B-sides on them for the, for the album. But they were totally unique. Yeah. Um, but sadly, because he was so unknown, yeah. none of these things <laughs> were ever found. So they're lost. Has he told anyone where he buried them? Well, he couldn't remember. Um, and so he was, he was worried, worried about making multiple copies of the same thing. They're all different. Yeah. Um, and, and they've all been... Been lost, so that, that's a shame. But anyway, the, to, going back to the, that particular song, there's a that's called Erica Western Teleport, um, and it's been described on on various forums as being a model example of the Bummer Jam template. Are you aware of Bummer Jam? No, I'm a bit nervous about the uh, concept of Bummer Jam. To be fair, I don't think I'll be putting it on my toast. <laughs> It'll look a bit like Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not actually jam as as in uh, Con- pres- preserved. Ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> preserved, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's jam as in we music- do that musical. Jam. We were misunderstanding it for comic yeah. effect. Okay, no. yeah. So anyway, basically, you've got two distinct goals here. So in order to have a bummer jam, mm. you've got to convey serious sadness, which mm. is the the bummer. The bummer, yeah. yeah. Uh, and but the song has also got to jam. Uh, so if you think about bands like um, Red House Painters, mm-hmm. they'll be a good, good example of the yeah. bummer jam. Um, and a lot of, well, although they mostly bomb rather than jam. And then yeah. you've also got bands like uh, Cleedence Revival, yeah, who mostly jam and don't bomb. And so what you're looking for here is really is a is a the perfect combination of bumming and jamming. Yeah, very much the the bummer jam. Uh, and and it's been suggested that this this song, which which uh, is short, short enough, has an insistent beat, has a sort of an earwormy quality. Yeah. But is incredibly sad. You know, if it, it basically, you know, it's, it's don't think of her swimming sideways, don't think of her kicking at the topsoil, don't think of her fists in the face mask, don't think of her, never think of her. That's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, as you say, he goes on to think about. Um, you know, things that you should think about, and then in the same way they said, don't smile. Okay. Yeah. Don't smile. Yeah. Or or don't don't think of a dancing elephant in polka dots. No. Yeah, that's what you. He doesn't say that. No, he doesn't say that. But in the same way that if you do say that, that's what people think about. That's what his point is. There. And if you found those noise or nodes. Uh, yeah, node. Yeah. You'd be jamming. Quite a few years ago, I was in a curry house in Brighton. Uh, at the end of a quite a long night of drinking and I was talking to uh, a mate of mine and we must have said something about Dexy's Midnight Runners uh, it's quite possible that uh, you know the uh, we would uh, I may have been doing my uh, rather poor impression of Kevin Rowland anyway and a, a bloke on another table must have overheard us because he came over and he told us that he's he's mates band who were from Brighton they just made a video and Kevin Rowland was in it. <laughs> this, to me, sounded very unlikely, uh, <laughs> particularly because Kevin had not really been heard of in, in those years since uh, since the My Beauty album, uh, and we we just naturally assumed that this bloke was talking bollocks, <laughs> especially when he explained that in the video, Kevin Rowland was flying a helicopter. <laughs> 
But I'd had a long night, so uh, I, I, I was, was intrigued. Uh, he did seem pretty sure about what he was saying, so I, I got him to write down the name of the band, because he kept telling me the name of the band, and I couldn't remember it, because they were called They Came From The Stars, I Saw Them. And I thought, what are they called? And he kept repeating it. And I, so anyway, so he wrote it down, and I kind of didn't think anything about it. Uh, and then uh, uh, quite a few years later, I was in a, a record shop, and I saw a CD by They Came From The Stars, I Saw Them, and I bought it. And found it was absolutely extraordinary music, uh, based around a concept of them being this this band who who are the the, the EP is called They Came from the Stars I Saw Them versus Reality. And at the beginning of it, they, they say we deny your reality. And there's lots of stuff throughout the whole thing about that that reality is not real. Um, anyway, this is the track that has Kevin Rowland in the video. Uh, it's called It's Always Boom Time. Part one. Walking down the street. 
Another freezer meal for one I guess something's up You'll be late home Maybe you met a friend You'll have one more drink Get the next train But you never call You never ring You never tell me anything I say it's fine But I really know It's the worst of the scenarios Cause when you
was our friend of the pod, Ballard, with When You Don't Text Me, I Think You're Fucking Him. Mm, the Bard of Bolton. The Bard of Bolton, yeah. That was released on the 21st of March this year from right. the We Are Violence EP. Right. Uh, Ballard himself says, I wasn't planning to release anything, but I realised I had five songs ready to go. So here they are. Five noisy, poppy little numbers. Two are vaguely melodic. Two are quite shouty. And one is groovy. Mm. Which one uh, was that then? It doesn't say. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd say there's an element of all of that in there. There's a bit of shouting in there. There's a bit of groove. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shades of early racy in there, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that title, <laughs> that song title, was suggested to him by Darren Heyman. Indeed. Apparently. He told. He said, "Well, gave him a song, song said, about a song called that." Yeah. yeah. And he did a good, very, very good job. Yeah. Him. And he says of that, he says, "Thanks, Darren. I'm assuming you don't want royalties." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which might as well, I think he's just covered himself there, don't he? <laughs> yeah, cracking stuff. Now, before that, we had the mysterious intergalactic troubadours. They came from the stars. Do you know I where, saw them. Do you know where their name comes from? From the stars? No. Because they came from the stars. No. They are actually from Do you know space. where the name, they came from the stars, I, I saw I imagine them. it's a bit of film dialogue. It is. I guess. It is. I don't know what film dialogue. Rebel Ricketts, are you desperately trying to find out where it's from, or would you like me to tell you? Um, you, I think you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. From it is, is dialogue from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, what an amazing song that is, and what an amazing video. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's Golden cool. dildos. Yeah, and and a guy with piano keys. And who's who, who who Nicholas? Yeah. And Kevin Rowland. And, 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 and Kevin Rowland. And in the in the video, they have um, uh, they start off as a completely different band who are called. Reality mm, or the reality, right. mm. and then uh, they, you know, that's that's their like their, you said their arch like, nemesis. You said it's like the run, run DMC video with a sort of a wall, isn't there, between them? Yeah, I, I was expecting he looks to be like David Gedge as well, but then when they go and hit the wall, you're thinking, oh, are they going like uh, what's that lead single? He smashes his through the wall and run DMC, and they're doing both this way. Steve Aerosmith, Tyler, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, the other guy, yeah. but it's much better than that. And I mean, <laughs> what, what's amazing about that video is, as you say, Kevin Rowland flying a helicopter, but that's that's actually one of the least surprising parts of the yes, video. Yes, it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, absolutely superb. And it made me laugh when they had, uh, I mean, I don't know what year was this out. Oh, I don't know. Years, yeah. is it years? No, it's not out. Oh, no, okay, okay. Because at one stage you, you see them uh, looking in the mirror and they've got, they've got slave written on their face, except one of them hasn't got slave yeah. written on his face, he's got sleeve written yeah. on his, which yeah. pleased me very much. Well, you know why they had slave written on their face? Oh, it was it was Prince, Prince at that time had, well, it was, it was, it was, it was, had slave yeah. written on yeah. his face yeah. whenever he went out in public. Uh, and you know, I, I was uh, emailing the guy from Ono, Onophonic Records. Uh, who released this mm. and also released Barrington that we played last oh, yeah. time, that was good last well, time yeah. round. Uh, uh, and uh, I asked him about, you know, who were these guys? Mm. Uh, Are they split? Then? And, they're not uh, yeah, they're not going anymore. Mm. Uh, they made one album as far as I can aware, which I don't don't own, and a couple of singles. Uh, and he and I said, and were they as crazy as they sound? And mm. he said, oh, absolutely, definitely, they were. As crazy <laughs> right. as they sound. Okay. Do we know where they came from? The, the, I assume the they're stars. Essex. Are they Essex based? Because at, t- at times I, th- I thought that they were, they they said did sound. Now, be careful. I'm not, I'm, this is going to possibly upset you, but yeah. let, hear me out. Yeah. I'm going to say they did sound a little bit like Blur uh, in the vocals. I thought, but uh, but very much the Blur. It's okay to like, and what yeah. Blur could have been if they'd been at all interesting. Um, yeah. 
So I'm assuming they're from the Messick somewhere. I'll tell you what it is. They're from the stars. Because here's their Facebook page. It says, hometown everywhere. Home mysterious. I think they might be from Brighton or London. They certainly, when they were around, they... They did quite a lot of gigs in London and right. didn't seem to play anywhere else. Right. So, uh, Absolutely fabulous. And there was loads of them. There's loads of them. I've actually got the CD, but I think I've left it in the car. The video right. seems to be longer than the track. Is it an extended yeah, because, version or something? It's marginally because it's got that bit at the beginning where they're the other band. Oh, I see. Yeah. And the bit at the end where they take off in the helicopter okay. piloted by Kevin Rowland. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to add a bit to your song, you may as well do that. Exactly. Yeah. Is it, can we ask for a Kevin Rowland impression at this stage? This is your captain speaking. Oh. Your captain is dead. Draws. Wizards. Well, um, as you know, I'm a big fan of the band, the Australian band, The Go Betweens, uh, and I thought today was the day to bring in uh, this box set, mm. uh, which I got at the beginning of the year. The, the label Domino uh, announced that they were releasing. Uh, the first three Go-Betweens albums, uh, re-releasing them rather, on vinyl, in a, in a set with um, a disc which has their first five singles on it, again, on vinyl. But this is such an exciting box set, I thought I'd share it with you. So you've got those, those there are four records there, all of which are worth having on their own. Are you going to allow us to touch them? You can touch those, okay. yes, you can touch those. But there's also... Um, it's heavy, heavy vinyl. Oh, yes. Is it 180... Milligrams. Yeah, grams yeah. per minute. I think I think <laughs> I think they are heavyweight vinyl. I'm not I'm not sure, but they're certainly remastered. Um, but look at the, look at this other exciting stuff that came. Right? Now you had to get in quick. Right? You had to get in quick to get hold of this. But this is this is a, a photo stat. I think is the the correct term of their um, well first one of their first promotional bits of press release. Press release. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, press release. Of course, there's a poster which isn't very exciting, and then there's then there's this book, and, I, and you'll note that I have two, ah. uh, which is uh, an anthology, which is full of fantastic pictures. It's got all sorts of uh, reviews of the albums that they came out. It's written by Robert Forster. They were on postcard then. Uh, they were on postcard, yeah. And they look like they recorded at Townhouse Studios. I think you just flipped past, which is on uh, Golden Road. And that, that's true. They did. Yeah, they, they were there as well. Um, and it's it's a fantastic book. But I got this, and it had a look at that look at that crease in the page. Can you see? Oh yeah. Can you, there's a there's a crease. I not not really. To be honest. I can't find the crease. But anyway, there was a crease on on a, on a few pages. No, it was noticeable. To me. And uh, so I wrote to, to Domino saying, this is, this is very disappointing. It's a disgrace. Very disappointing. Yeah. It was, you know, it's yeah. a lovely thing. So send me another one. So, <laughs> so that was rather good of them. But this is the most exciting thing. Look at this. This is uh, a book of Edgar Allan Poe's poetry, Selected Tales, which yeah. in itself is not particularly interesting. It's quite a battered copy, you'll know. It's the classic Penguin, though, isn't it? The it is the classic Penguin. It's the original. 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 Yeah. Just read what it says on there. This is a bookmark. So this bookmark is to certify that your book belong to the personal library of Grant McClellan. And the late Grant McClellan. The late Grant McClellan. Autographed by Robert, Robert Forster. Forster. Yeah. So this is this book was is Grant McClellan's copy of Edgar Allan Poe's. I don't want to spoil them all here, but who's Grant McClellan? He's, 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 he's the, the other guy. Between. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Who, who died, unfortunately. He's the main... There's two main songwriters in the, in the band, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they didn't... didn't I don't... If I'm right in saying they didn't so much co-write as some, you know Robert Forster wrote some songs and Grant, Grant McLennan wrote some others. Yeah, there, were, there right? are very yeah, that's right. There's, yeah. There are very few that they actually sang sang on both both sang on the same song. But yeah. occasionally they did. So there will be some bits 
of some songs written. So maybe the chorus was written by Lennon, but you're right. They tended to record separately, and then the album would be made up of songs sort of half and half. This is all very well. Yeah. All your fancy 180 yeah. grams per minute yeah. vinyl and all this kind of yeah. stuff. But where's your three-inch CD single traffic light? Well, I've got my three-inch CD single <laughs> traffic light here. Look, this is Streets of Your Town, came out on three-inch CD single with a, on a massive quite, piece of card. That is quite exciting, isn't that's, it? That's shaped like a traffic light. It is, it is very which, much. Yeah. Streets of Your Town as well. Does, does it trump that? Which is, well, no, it doesn't. Just oh, have, a look, have a look at the bottom of the box. Oh, oh, oh there's, there's loads of CDs in no, there. No, four CDs. Now I'm interested. Never mind you, I've got some CDs in there. Yeah, so yeah. Four, four volumes of rarities and demos. and. Okay, you win. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a really beautiful set. I mean, this is what box sets should be about, because sometimes wow. you buy a box set and you think, well, you know, it's just oh, a bunch of stuff I've already got. Uh, but this this was this blew me away. Fantastic. One, it was one of my favourite things, certainly of this year. Uh, anyway, it's and a very kicker of elves, thing, isn't it? This <laughs> it, box. It is, You're... and and what's great about it, of course, is is that the music's fantastic, and mm. and you know the the go betweens are a band that I still listen to. Uh, I, I remember seeing them with your brother actually, Rebel. Uh, in, Robert Shill. Yeah, in, is either eighty six or eighty seven. I can't remember which. Lemon and Sheffield. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, and they they were tremendous then, and uh, the, the drummer in particular. Uh, was was really good. I've got a feeling as well. We got in. I think the tickets then were certainly under a fiver. I'm thinking it was two pound fifty. Wow! Yeah. Wow! In those days. So yeah, very very good. Let's ask you a question about this, right? Yeah. So this selected tales Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, right? which I haven't read. So that came with the box set. Yeah. If you if you got if you were the first. How many box sets did they sell? Uh, I, I think the box is probably still available. I'm not sure they might have sold out, but the first hundred people who bought them got a book from uh, Grant McKellen's Good library. Right. So, yeah. If this so lives more into his bookshelf, pull them all off, shove one of them, sign them out, and then sold them off. That's well, he's been dead quite a while, so I suspect they just like got box out of his garage or something. That's uh, there was probably yeah. you know what else were they going to do with them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but still. But so, uh, are we going to play a song? Should we play a song? Yeah. No, I've, I've, <laughs> I've uh, as I say, the first three, oops, the first three albums uh, are in here. But I'm going to play a song off uh, before Hollywood, which is actually their third album. Um, and I just wanted to read you something. That's the one uh, with Catelyn Kane on it. It is the one with Catelyn Kane. That's Cain covered by the wedding present on the B side of Blue Eyes. That's right. Fantastic song, but it's both by the wedding present and by. Uh, I mean, it was a Gilt huge, huge, and it's, it's, it's now still thought of um, as. One of the the great Australian songs, you know, it's about you know very Australian songbook. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, anyway, let me just read uh, you a little bit from this review, which came out with this. It's quite interesting. This is a review that was in, uh, I think it was in the NME. It was you know it's written by Edwin Collins, he of <laughs> Orange Juice. Yes, yes, you, yes. Might, you, yeah. you may you may be. Aware yes, of we've played him a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he, he talks about this this album. He's actually talking about Kathleen Kane, but he, he, he does talk about the album a little bit as well. Um, and he, what is he saying? Let's have a look here. Um, so on repeated plays, I find it very, very moving. Lyrically, I think the go-betweens are the most perceptive writers since Blonde on Blonde period Dylan, and that's no insult. I think this is a bit underproduced. It's quite a low-key record. It's become very trendy for bands to make bland, middle-of-the-road records, you know, but this isn't bland. It's beautifully understated. There's a line here that's so evocative of childhood, though it's not something that I can relate to my own childhood. It's a line about leaving his father's watch in the shower. So that's talking about Cattle and Cain, actually. Uh, now, where is it? Oh, yes. Um, here we go. It says... 
It's definitely more distinctive than most of the records you hear every day. It's not as ornate or pompous as Wah, say. Hello, yeah. Pete Wiley. <laughs> um, and it's all the better for being more discreet. The kind of production on Wah or ABC leave nothing to the imagination. These producers' productions are all pompous and brash. I think it's nice to hear subtleties in a record. You don't hear everything on this at once. After four or five plays, you're still discovering new things. And that's absolutely right. I still find new things in all these records. If you don't know the go-betweens, go and check them out. This is That Way. All your lyrics 
was a thousand yards stir from the Keepsake EP, yeah. and of course the song was Keepsake. Yeah. That, that, well, that's kind of true, except there, I don't think there's an ah at the beginning of Thousand Yards Stare. It's just Thousand Yards Stare. But, uh, and it's also, oh, no. th that is the keepsake EP that you're keepsake, holding in your yeah, hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. I bought it for you on 10-inch on yeah. uh, vinyl. So yellow uh, vinyl. Yellow vinyl, and also on CD. But the song Keepsake is not on that EP. That's why I bought that along, to just to confuse you. Thousand, and also you'll find this song. Successfully. Uh, this was their first EP. I bought this on 12-inch um, Weather Watching. Uh, which, of course, the song Weather Watching, you will find not on there, but on the Keepsake EP, which you're obviously... <laughs> they had the, It was very confusing. Uh, they had a habit of um, putting this, calling an EP something, and then that's whatever that EP was called, that song would then appear on the next EP. <laughs> right. um, it's marketing genius. Yeah, it's Somewhere. a bit like... Has it ever stopped? Have you, have you seen that sketch, uh, The Two Ronnies, where this mastermind sketch, yeah. where we're answering the question that before, before it's... Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, anyway, if, if you're confused by that, uh, you, if you look on our Twitter feed, I made a little infographic thing explaining the uh, the unconventional naming conventions of Thousand Yards Stairs EP. And can, so I, just, can I just say, can I just say, before yeah. you carry on, yeah. is that I think it's only a matter of time before Emperor X writes a song about you doing that. Probably, well, yes, probably, yeah. I probably need to put it in a spreadsheet <laughs> and then uh, and then send it to someone in, in North Korea. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, they're, they're doing a reformation gig, so uh, buy your tickets, except you can't, it's sold out. But they're playing the borderline... Uh, a one-off gig for charity. Um, they broke up in, I think, 92 or maybe 93 uh, after making two albums uh, and a series of fantastic EPs. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to this gig next Saturday. Um, but, um, you know, I did see them live several times back in the day and I'm in the process of uh, finishing off a, a blog post uh, where I've spoken to Sean and Stephen from the band uh, and they've answered lots of my uh, geeky fanboy, fanboy questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to uh, say, I, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with Thousand Yards. I think I, I've heard one song of theirs. What was that long song that you've played? Oh, I tell you, no, I, the song that I do know by them, I think you've Wonder put Wonder. on a mix. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman is what I was thinking of. You put, so, is it No Score After Extra Time? I think you've mm. a, you put that on a mix for me. In the yes, past. that's right. Yeah, that was not particularly typical of... of of their sound, I think that the, the one we just played, Keepsake, is a bit more typical of their sound. Yeah. Certainly, the early days, there's there's a lot of sort of quite long instrumental sections and very sort of very good for for someone in, in who's twenty to jump around like crazy at the front of one of their gigs, as I did. They um, they reminded me. Where are they from? Are they a southern band? They're from uh, sort of Slough, Windsor, right. West London kind of area, I mean, suburbia. For me, they're they're like the southern version of Bridewell Taxis because Bridewell Taxis yeah. were a band that I. Very, very popular locally. Yeah. Uh, great party band to go and, and Yeah, and, and similar kind of funky beat. Yeah. Uh, loud guitars. Yeah, that would be a great lineup. They were lumped in at the time. They were lumped in with, um, you know, the Wonder Stuff and Ned's Atomic Dustbin and that kind of crowd. I think possibly because they, um, Martin Bell, who played the fiddle on, on, uh, with all the Wonder Stuff and stuff, he played on that song you just mentioned, Nil Nil After Extra Time. Right. He played uh, on that one, but that's kind of partly why I'm saying that doesn't typically sound okay. like a typical Thousand Yards Stare song. So they were lumped in with those guys. They sound nothing like those guys. No, no, no. They were also lumped in with the with the with some with bands like Ride and right. the, the Shoegazy kind of people. Oh, okay. They sound nothing like them either. Uh, they were out on a limb. They also uh, did, um, uh, or they also lumped in with. 
5.30. And a lot of this was just because they were all from the same kind of area, Thames mm. Valley kind of thing. Mm. Um, but they, they, I think they were, they were you know, fairly unique. They had their own sound and they were very independent, as in they produced, you know, the, the, the records were kind of homemade and these handwritten fanzines and stuff. Uh, back, and know. I can imagine they were fantastic live. Though. They were brilliant live, brilliant live, yeah. yeah. And, and the first band I ever saw who, who um, were my age... Right. Yeah, that, and that made that was quite a thrill for me. These days, if we if you if I see a band playing and they're my age, it's generally you're thinking, "Blimey, are they still going?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is how we feel every time you walk through the door. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Sean. I asked, told Sean uh, that we were going to play that song, and he said um, he mentioned that they had had a run through of it when they last rehearsed for this for this gig they're doing on the sixth. Uh, and he said it's, oh, it sounds a bit similar to the outro of I Am The Resurrection, doesn't it? Which uh, now he mentions it. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, before that, um, The Go-Betweens. Ah, yes. Uh, and I was going to ask you, have you read his book, Rob, The Ten Rules of Rock and Roll? Yeah, Robert Forster's book. Yeah. He, he writes quite a lot of uh, articles, actually, because there's, there's album reviews in that, aren't there, as well as... I don't know, I haven't read it, but uh, oh. I, I know the ten rules of rock and roll because I've heard them being referred to on, uh, on, the, on the Word podcast. And they often mention the one about um, the guitarist who changes guitars on stage after every third number is just showing off his guitar collection. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No band does anything new on, on stage after the first 20 minutes, I think. Uh, great bands tend to look alike and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, it's a very good read. He's, he's a very interesting interesting guy. And actually, the, the book that comes in that book box set, which uh, I've passed to you now, Rebel, is, is actually a very well-written uh, book as well. Um, yeah, what does that song about? Do you know? Yeah. Cool. That it's way. when people leave the band, isn't it? It is, yeah. About people I think I could say, man, you were the has-beens. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. One of the has-beens, that was your phrase. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very good, yeah. yeah. You know what you're talking about, don't you? Of course I do, yeah. I read everything about the whole thing. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, it was honest. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't they? Because like on the, on the Tracy Thorne book, she's a big mate of the drummer, female drummer, because they are like two women in rock. Lindy Morrison. Yeah, and um, they they but they have long conversations about the Gorgeous were the best reviewed band, mm. most critically acclaimed member, mm. but the didn't all that didn't translate into record sales, and mm. they just couldn't understand why. Yeah. It's like, what do we have to do? Everyone says we're fantastic, yeah. but they're not. Yeah. Well, no, they were. Well, you know, they weren't selling the records. No, absolutely. Well, because they, they, they appeared in Edwin Collins' book. Uh, not in, well, it wasn't Edwin Collins' book. Yeah, yeah, but the, the book, no, 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 the book about postcard records that we've all read. All oh, yeah, made. Simon Thingies. Simon Goddard. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and they, when they come over to the UK and they're like, wow, this band's fantastic, and then mm. just, they disappear. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't I was trying to analyse it. God knows why I know nothing about the subject. And I think maybe they didn't have a big hit. They well, were tagged on to any particular well, this, following. this... Song, Streets of Your Town. Oh, this was when that I was, was a working in HMV when this came out. There was a hell of a lot of promotion around mm. that single yeah. uh, at the time. Well, it was Warners, I think. They 16 were Numbers there, Lane, right? and that was their, their big album. Of course, the, it, it was. Beggar's Banquet, it was, yeah. But faintly successful, but then they split up. But it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't that good, great marketing as I recall. Compared to other stuff by the go-betweens that I've heard, mm. that album I don't particularly care for that much. No, no. I mean, as its moments. I mean, Sounds it was, too much like too many other bands. Yeah, maybe so. they should have done? They should try releasing records with the title track of the record. Yes, they should have. the record. They, they should have. I'll tell you what they did do, though, which was very nice, is that I'm not sure if it's the first five or six hours, but certainly from the first, from then when they started up, up to uh, 16 Lovers Lane, which was, I guess, 1990, I'm thinking, which is when they split up. And they, they came back again, uh, sort of 2000 and... Uh, 
two yeah, or three. I quite like that album. Bright, but, bright Yellow or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good album. That. But th- those first few albums, rather brilliantly and possi- possibly accidentally, all of the album titles have a double L in them. So 16 Lovers Lane, double L. Beyond Hollywood, double L. They've all got double L in them, which uh, is rather brilliant. Then yeah. where's the double L in 16 Lovers, Lovers Lane? Lane yeah. Lovers Lane. So oh, it's yeah. two L's. Well, it was a two-hours, not yeah, double yeah, 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 right. yeah, in that sense, yeah. I think that probably is just a coincidence. This is the Schwarzenegger Wizards podcast. OK, time now for our uh, irregular feature, the Wizards review an album, what they've heard. Mm, yeah, that's basically the title. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this time round, we're, we're looking at the album Last by the band Low, 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 La, 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 Love, Love, Love. Uh, which is out on audio... Interesting name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I write them down as low-cubed, la-cubed, love-cubed, but I'm not sure if that's what they want to go by. But uh, anyway, uh, it's out on the audio anti-hero label, which is home to Benjamin Shaw, who you'll remember uh, I had on my best of last year. Uh, And I believe he's done the artwork for this album. Um, He's certainly done done the artwork on a number of releases, but on this label. It's taken him a while. Just yeah. looking at the cover here, it looks like it's been done with like a, you know, a fine-tipped black pen. Yes. It's, Can you see the word last? It's got last. Yeah, it's got the word last written across it, and, mm. and the rest of it is covered with what, what looks to be sort of leaves or feathers. Yeah, very like intricate. It's it? it, very intricate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, low, uh, low, low, la, 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 love, love, love. Um, sadly, on no, 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 more, 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 more. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. <laughs> um, and in fact, sadly, this this record last is very much. Uh, their last. Last, well, last, 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 last. <laughs> yes. I think it was four last. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, this is. Uh, so is it? Is this just come out? Or yes, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the brothers Kelly and Ellis Dyson, who are from the Peak District. No uh-huh. help. Uh, <laughs> suckers. Yeah. Um, and they've been going for ten years, and perhaps part of the reason why they're they're folding is that I. I haven't heard anything by them until this, no. this album. Yeah. But, but there you go. Um, well, I, I just wanted to say that I, I love this album and it, it feels to me that we've lost another Sparkle Horse. Um, if we'd been bothered to listen to them, we, we would have realised what we had. Um, it feels like um, LLLL uh, has taken Martin Linkus's Happy Pig, you know the song Happy Pig? Taken that as a template, really. Um, and we've got songs here that are... Well, they're pop songs, but they're they're covered in all sorts of fuzz and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, noise. Um, but there is harmony there. Um, There's a lot of harmony. There. A lot There's of a lot harmony. of vocal harmonies. Um, and I, I, some of some of the, it reminded me of Teenage Fan Club in some way, yes. particularly the song. Well, Jesus Burrow, and Mary Chain as well. Burrow, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, which I I think I actually had that. I I I think I must have got that off Bandcamp as a name. It was a single. Download, it was a single. Uh, quite a, you know last year or something because I because I already knew that song. Oh. Um, but um, and I already liked that one. It still is probably my second favorite on the album. Oh, There's okay. one other song I, I, I like even more. But it's a very sad um, album. Um, and and in a way it sort of tells the tale of the band because it it, it starts with the song goodbye. It finishes with the song Last. Yeah. Uh, and it, pessimistic it, about the future. And it, it, is, it is about regret mm. and missed opportunities. Um, didn't you think, but, didn't you think, I've seen some, some of the songs, I, I, unfortunately, I, this album came to me on a, an MP3 
which I put into my library, mm. uh, and so the order of the, the order that they suggested wasn't the order. Mine was alphabetical, oh, or, or indeed just the way it downloaded. Yeah, mine, mine was the same. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know what the track listing was. Bedroom yeah. window was the first one. Right. Yeah, uh, and certainly that and another one. Those are loops on that other. That's, is that's the one that's got quite a lot of distortion to get Static. near the end. Yeah. Static. Yeah. 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 It was pretty difficult. Listen, that's interesting. Something yeah. to start the album. Yeah. Well, that, I, I also listened to it in the same order as, uh, as Rebel. Oh, no, yeah. you're thinking of goodbyes. No, 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 no. I'm going to say worse. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. What a great start to the record is. Bang! All that noise, and then out of the noise comes that acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, a, and a very pretty song. Actually, well, I mean, what would you? I, that was. Yes, you're right. There's a sweet folk rock thing going on, mm. but that drone, incredibly disorientating noise bit. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that really worked for me. Oh, really? Uh, that I like both bedroom window and goodbyes. First, very early, very noisy stuff. Very yeah. early tracks in the way that I listened to it. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, very difficult, <laughs> awkward, like you say, it's static. But don't you think that I mean, for, for, you're right, and I think it's deliberately so. But it's it's mm. that it's that sort of awkward juxtaposition between that that noise blast of noise, yeah. and then out of the noise comes something. And I and I really like that, and I, and I liked it on this album, and I like it on lots of albums that I like. Actually, Guided by Voices do this as well with the mm. odd very little, tiny, short song that's that's actually quite difficult. Mm. And then that goes into the sort of the prettier song, and I think they mm. they, they do do that mm. very very well. I think also it's, what's what is quite interesting is the the range of beats, and uh, not I mean they're not beats in per se, but the, the rhythms if you like that the drums mm. produce because there's there's one song which is very, um, it's like an like an army a martial beat. I think yeah. it's, it's harvesting. I think yes, it's harvesting. Yeah, um, that was one of my favourites. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Which is very, very insistent, and and then there are stabs of violin here and there, and um, great lyrics, really. I've got, I've noted down from that song. Enjoy this while you can. You know, good things don't last, and you know you won't keep up with the past. Another sort of, uh, you know, song about things ending and finishing yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it reminded me a bit of Elliot Smith with the way the okay. vocals are recorded, uh, and I'm not a big fan of Elliot Smith. However, I do like the vocals on Elliot Smith records, even if I'm not particularly a fan of quite a few of his songs. Um, but, I, but yeah, that reminded me of, again, going back to the, the vocal harmonies that we talked about. Uh, Simple Kid as well, we've played on the podcast before, that also mm. reminded me of him in certain places. And again, that's sort of rather, I don't know if fatalistic is quite the right word, but kind of, you know, sort of, we're all, we're all going towards something and the thing we're all going towards mm. is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, I mean, the, the vocal style as well, as you say, there are harmonies, but it's actually quite a, a plaintive voice, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so it, even if it was unharmonised, it, it would still be sad. It's not a date record. It's not a record no. you would put on <laughs> when a lot of people come around for dinner. No. It's much more uh, sit in your car uh, by yourself yeah. or lie, lie awake in bed, um, not being able to get to sleep. Listening to it on headphones, or maybe walking the Peak District, contemplating your future. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but that, I mean, there are not very pretty bits. I mean, I think oh, yeah. the, the, on on Burrow. I don't know if you've seen the. Have you seen the video for Burrow, by the way? No. Which is, I would highly recommend. It's a tremendous video. They've got this little puppet 
and uh, on you know on the string and uh, it's a little yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's carrying a little guitar this tiny little puppet and, and the video is of this little puppet walking through probably the Peak District actually <laughs> uh, and then and being cold so he ends up burning his guitar to keep warm and then his sad little, little face and then he walks off somewhere else and oh. then and then he's booted out of the way by all these giant people all the time oh. he's been booted hither and thither and he ends up walking further on and he's like at the, the end of the video he comes to the edge of edge of a hill and you see oh, him no. looking over the hill and, and then the video stops and then <laughs> contemplating his future possibly yeah, as well yeah. Like yeah. but it's definitely worth it but, um, but on that song there, all the time. There, there are lots of oohs and ahs in that song mm-hmm. that, are, yeah. that are very nice I think the, there's actually I would say a bit of a guitar jangle even on, mm. on that song which mm. I really like banjo definitely appears yeah, on it yeah um but yeah i mean i've i've, I've had to say that i've listened to this album a lot um and i really like it i really really like it and and it has been very difficult for me to pick out songs that are my favorites because well, each time i listen to it i've changed my mind for me not so much because yeah. the more and more i've listened to it the first song that the, the the first time i listened to the album all the way through and like i say i'm not really sure i was listening to it in the same in the right order as it were but the, the song that jumped out at me of being my favourite uh, was the same one that now, and, and I've gone back and listened to the album repeatedly, and it's getting more and more and more to be my favourite. And uh, at last, I'm going to tell you, it was Last, the title track, the yeah. last song on the album, Last. Yeah. At Last. At is, last. is, is yeah. not your last favourite song. It's not my last favourite song, no. <laughs> it is my first favourite song. <laughs> it's your least last favourite song. It's my least last Last, last, last. Well, last, I, last, I have to say that on, on, on early listens, I would, I would have agreed with you. That was, that was the song that jumped out to me as well. However, I, I, I think now, I think my the song that gets me the most is "Little Heart." That's the, mm. that's the one mm. that I, I really like. We haven't really talked about that. That's one of the others I've written down. Ah. The three songs I've written down were "Last Little Heart" and uh, "Harvesting," but. Uh... And how, your harvesting would be would be another one, yeah. Shadow of Doubt was my favourite. Is I, Shadow of Doubt the one that starts with a big, again a big noise and then cuts out? Well, no, is the one that that starts as a song and then changes tack? Probably. Is that that one? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote those four down. <laughs> so it's consensus. So okay. Harvest, uh, last little heart, and perhaps not Shadow of Doubt. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like them all, so I, I really don't mind any any of those songs. But if if you're strongly saying last, yeah, that's right. I don't mind. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, shall we? Shall any we, of those three will be fine. Shall we? Just first, shall we first, first, <laughs> first play. First play of last. last.
check out the jams, Mummy lovers. Now it's time to try and persuade Rebel Ricket to like me. Stephen Merritt there from yes. the, the band The Magnetic Fields. Thanks for dropping in, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can get out now. Yeah, uh, and the Sixths and the Gothic Archies and many other many other things. Now, uh, it, it, it happened that uh, both me and uh, my friend to my left, Mr King Ravel, <laughs> Hello. are big fans of Mr Merritt and in all his various guises. Absolutely, yeah. But you, Rebel Rickett, you, you're not so sure. No, not at all, no. So uh, we, we, we decided, we'd set a little challenge. We'd both choose two songs to try and help you change your mind. Uh, I chose um, Yeah, Oh Yeah, uh, the, a duet from yeah. the... This, the uh, it's probably their best-known and most acclaimed album, 69 Love Songs, and uh, a song from the album that followed that, which is called I, uh, an album where every single song starts with the letter I. But not a, not a double L. But not a double L, no. Uh, and got be uh, the Welsh album, of course. Uh, yeah, and, that, and the song I chose was I Don't Believe You. And uh, Kicker, you well, chose a couple of songs I, as I, well? I chose a couple of songs. Well, I actually did a little blog post with a, a playlist oh, of, of 30-odd songs. Oh, very good uh, at this too. Thank you very much, uh, which I'm sure Rebel Rickett hasn't listened to. No, uh, I do not prejudice this process. Although he was advised not to, to be honest. Um, uh, and I was saying how much I loved all the, all the songs from across the whole back catalogue, but actually I've ended up choosing two songs from 69 Love Songs, uh, Meaningless and All My Little Words. Right, okay, well, of course, I've listened to them uh, extensively. Uh, my first thought was they're a kind of a postmodern band, that's what I thought. You said the word sardonic, mm. uh, and there's certainly something about them that's, uh, that's a bit cynical and weird and edgy. Mm. Oh, yes. Which was yeah. interesting, mm. interesting. Mm. And my, my first thought was that I, I listened to uh, Meaningless first, uh, and I thought it's like an anti-song, <laughs> somewhere an anti-singer. And it's like their delivery, there's a rock and roll feel to it. But they do it in such a stilted way that you'd never be able to dance to it. <laughs> I thought it was, was anti-everything. Yeah, it was a kind of odd approach. And then I go, yeah, 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 it was totally meaningless. <laughs> but there was one lyric that grabbed my attention. It said, and if some bum should say we were in love in some way, kick all his teeth in for me. And if you feel like keep kicking... If you feel like it, keep kicking on, feel free. <laughs> so I thought, that's unusual. It's a love song. That's unusual. Uh, and, uh, but he does say the word that it's as meaningless as a game of chess. Well, I'm sorry, but chess can be very meaningful. Oh, uh, then the second one I heard was Yeah or Yay. Now, at first, I didn't quite get it because then the female singer is singing, and yeah. whereas his delivery is like... Um, like alienistic, you know, like disinterested, uh, and as I said, like an anti-singer, yeah. hers is incredibly heartfelt and emotional. So that kind of threw me a bit. And, and he, he's, I mean, we, we've talked about this on the, on the pod before when we played the Mad Atlantic Fields, that for a band who I think so much is about the lyrics, unfortunately, quite a few of their songs, because of his love of distortion, mm. uh, you, you can't hear the lyrics on some of the songs, which is a fault with that song. Powder that dry that up, yeah. Keep yeah. your powder dry on that particular subject. Because I thought, I mean, I, I quite liked it. I liked the Wall of Stone theme. I say it was a bit too distorted, but I did like her vocal. And I picked on one or two of the uh, of the lines. Um, I've enjoyed making you miserable for years. It was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> um, was my whole life just a lie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then the third one was uh, All My Little Words, uh, which I thought was, I thought, is this an actual love song? Because clearly the first two, there was something very strange going on there. Uh, there was a line, not for all the teen child, which I thought was incredibly banal. 
It shouldn't have been in there. Mm. But I did like, uh, there's, there's not a banjo in this. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's a, a banjo and a, and a good guitar solo. I thought that was pretty good. Mm. And it did have the line, unboyfriendable. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought, that's, that's got to be, again, in the same weird category. And the last one, I don't believe you, said much, well, it's obvious <laughs> that it's coming from the same stable as the first two. <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of that, it's, it's almost like it's a never-ending spew of hatred to his partner. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nothing against that. But it was, it was a Christmas song, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, the banjos are clearer, and there's a cello, I think, yeah. on that song. Um, so I thought, well, that was pretty good. Mm. But then I kept on listening to them, right. and the song, Yeah, Oh Yeah, is perhaps the most chilling <laughs> murder ballad, let's call it that, that I've ever heard. And it's that call and return between, uh, well, a man and his wife, it seems. Would you really kill your wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that one hands down for me. Yeah. And I think by the time I got to the end of that and realised what was going on, I thought, I've completely misread this band. Mm. You know, you have to get into the words. Mm. And then whatever your reservations are about the music, it, it really doesn't matter because you're listening to every single word they're saying because surely they're not that. It's, well, it's not even weird, is it? it it's, it's cynical. It's, it's interesting. Sarcastic. Nasty. Humorous. Witty. Yeah, acerbic. Yeah. Acerbic's a good one. Acerbic's mm. a good one, yeah. 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 I think you're ready to go and listen to the playlist, but what are we going to play now? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to play out with uh, a couple of songs uh, this time. Got a, a new song from Friend of the Pod Pulco. Ash mm. Cook, uh, who's got a new EP out called the Rodeo EP, um, which hasn't been released fully yet, but we have a, um, an advanced copy of the first track on that, which is called The Last Welsh Girl at the Radio, um, and highly recommended it is too. Um, and he's, he sent us a little bit of uh, promotional stuff here. Um, we know about him, really, but he's, he's described here as unpredictable and innovative. Pulco music is made with the intentionally minimal means, just one microphone and an iPad. And to be honest, so is the way to do it. So is this podcast. So we're going to play that first, and we're going to follow that with a song which we started talking about. I can't remember. Was it the Super Furry Animals gig? It was. Anyway, we were out probably in a pub somewhere. Yes, we were. uh, And we were reminiscing about uh, the band Twenty Eight Costumes from Liverpool, Mm -hmm. who we saw together a couple of times. But certainly, the, I think the first time was at the Matthew Street Festival. Yeah. I'm guessing 2005, um, yeah. and I think we were the two of us made up about half the crowd, mm-hmm. um, and they were fab, weren't they? They were, they were really, really funny. They were amazing. We, we, we thought they were from Germany for 20 minutes. They, they did speak in Germany. They did. <laughs> yes. Which was interesting, mate. And they got, they got the crowd to cheer in, in animal noises, if you remember. Did they? they yes, did. that's right. Yeah. Remarkable band. Well, they, they released this. This is uh, they split up, unfortunately, quite a few years ago. And but they, well, I think it might even be their posthumous release, which is on uh, a local Liverpool record label called uh, Record Meister. Um, and this is the album, The Band Has Eaten All Our Money, which sort of explains why they are no more. Um, but it, it comes together in this little box with a couple of bags. Mystery vinyl. And a mystery vinyl. This is, this is rather neat. They're basically, every release on this label comes with a, a free mystery vinyl included behind a little, little promotional, mark, yeah. little promotional thing. In the, in, yeah. um, and it's just a, a random old record. And this one is by the band Wizard, who I know nothing about apart Wizard? from the, the, Chris, the Christmas song. Oh, um, but you noticed well, uh, well the, 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 the A side is called yeah. Ballpark Incident but there's, there's a remarkably I think we need to play this at some point <laughs> this, the B side is called The Card 
The Carlsberg Special, open bracket, pianos demolished, phone 021-373-4472, close bracket, written by somebody by the name of Hunt. So yeah. I think we need to uh, maybe get that MP3 eyes to yeah, play yeah, on a future podcast. But it sounds intriguing. But we're going to play the 28 costume song, probably my favourite, and I think one of your favourites, yes. uh, Walking at Pace Up Hill. So we're going to play those back to back, Pulco, and then 28 costumes. Some bills, 
Trust the Wizards podcast for tonight. It only remains for me, Rebel Reggae, to say good night, listener, and from Mr. Kicker, the Vels. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And from the Wizard ex chief, Shimitho Garbanzo. Questa Eva. Good night, listener. <laughs>